Whatever comes, she said, cannot alter one thing. If I'm a princess in rags and tatters, I can be a princess inside. It would be easy to be a princess if I were dressed in cloth of gold, but it is a great deal more of a triumph to be one all the time when no one knows it. A little princess. Frances Hodgson Burnett. Greetings! Salutations! I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. All right, Jordan, so let's talk about how did we come to get here? How did we arrive? How was this podcast birthed? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) One without fur. So uh, about a year ago, I was doing a lot of traveling for work and I was looking uh, for some audiobooks to listen to. And somehow I stumbled across the Princess Diaries series and I read these books as like a tween and a young teenager. I read them as they were released and I absolutely loved them. And so I thought it would be fun to reread them as an adult and boy was that accurate. It was so much fun to go back and read them from a totally different perspective. Did you feel any of the same like butterflies when when she's talking to boys or whatever? Exactly. I just thinking about, you know, how good they smell, how cute they are. Like it just brings back the axe body spray (laughs) memories just came flooding back. Um but so any, anyway, anywho, I was chatting, I guess it was back in February, Francis and I had dinner, and we were chatting about how I was listening to these books um, and <laughs> how much fun it was. And we were sort of joking around about like, oh, it's too bad we don't live in the same city, we can't do a podcast. And then Corona. And then <laughs> COVID-19. The world ended. <laughs> the world completely flipped upside down about seven or eight times. And uh, we learned we can pretty much do anything remotely. So here we are, states apart, recording a podcast together. Huzzah. Huzzah. Um, and um, we've been, Francis and I have been friends for about 15 years. So it's been a minute. Actually, we were, a, we were Mia's a- exact age when we became friends that the Princess Diaries book started. I oh, yeah, she, that's right. We were. That's starts true. when she's. 14 starting high school and that is exactly when we became friends oh my god nostalgia abounds um (laughs) no that's really cool i haven't thought about that i know like the first time i read the princess diaries i was in middle school and i distinctly remember having a very like mia attitude about it because (laughs) i had seen the first movie of course um, and I was like talking about it and I was talking to this girl and I was like, yeah, I've read a bunch of the books, like all of them <laughs> or whatever. And, um, and she somehow was telepathic and was like, well, you know, the first one isn't like the movie, right? Like you have to read the first one. And I was like, yeah, obviously I know that. Of course I know that, but I had not in fact read the first one. <laughs> it was a lie. <laughs> it was a lie. It was a great big lie. Um, so that I just told that memory came flooding back to me and I was like I'm not gonna lie this time this time we have homework and we actually do have to read it this Um, time we've really read it (laughs) we really have read it and I guess let's start off with a couple of fun facts to dip us into the year 2000 when the Princess Diaries was first published let's so today's date is September 14th 2020 is the date we're recording this and this book was published 20 years ago it came out in the year 2000 y2k 
So exciting. <laughs> so Francis, what was going on in uh, the year 2000? Quite a few exciting things, I think. Um, and a couple of shady things, Ooh. such as Destiny's Child releasing Say My Name, the music video, with the new members without having told Ooh. the old members. Ooh, that's tea. Mm-hmm. That's piping hot tea from 20 years ago. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, I will match your fun fact with another fun fact of my own. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were wed in the year 2000. Oh, I see your wedding and I raise you a Angelina Jolie and a Billy Bob Thornton marriage. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Right. Uh, speaking of attractive women, the year 2000 was the year that Jennifer Lopez wore that green dress to the Grammys. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Iconic. also the reason that Google Images was created. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to jump in and talk a little bit about what this section of Princess Diaries will be discussing. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So for this very first episode of the Podcast Diaries, uh, we picked up volume one of the Princess Diaries books, and we read uh, the very beginning through the section about a third of the way through called Saturday Night. So we stopped at the section that starts Sunday, October 5th. I realize that's a very confusing way to describe it, But we are both (laughs) reading different copies, so if we we did book pages, it would not make Mm -hmm. any sense to either of us, really. Yeah, and there's no chapter, I mean, it's a journal, so there's no, or a diary, excuse me, even though she does refer to it as a journal, which uh, we can talk about later. Hmm. Um, Cabot, you have some some questions (laughs) that need answering. Shady. Okay, so in this section, here we go. Mia feels like she's constantly lying. She's told her mother it's okay with her that her mother go on a date with her algebra teacher, Mr. Giannini. Out of concern, Mia's mother, Helen, gives her a journal to write her feelings in because Helen feels Mia doesn't outwardly express herself enough. Mia is your typical freshman, while a bit tall, triangle-haired, flat-chested, and failing algebra. We're introduced to a cast of characters in her school, Lily, her pug-faced, highly intelligent best friend, Michael, Lily's genius and a very handsome older brother, Lana, the popular and cruel cheerleader, Josh, the popular handsome senior, and Boris, the violin virtuoso from Russia. Mia speaks to her father, who lives in the small principality of Genovia, who she notes sounds a bit off. Mia wonders if her grandmother has died and seems largely unbothered by this idea. Mia's mother tells her that her father, Philippe, called to let them know that due to his testicular cancer treatments, he is now sterile and won't be able to father any more children. Mia later meets up with her father at the plaza, where she is routinely turned away until she tells them who her father is. At the plaza, Philippe tells Mia that he is the Prince of Genovia. At first, Mia seems understanding, albeit slightly disinterested. Only after Philippe realizes she doesn't understand does he lay it all out. Mia is the Princess of Genovia, the only heir to the throne. Mia states that she refuses to move to Genovia or become a princess and runs away to one of her happy places, the Central Park Zoo, to process her feelings. She's devastated and scared and vows to keep this information secret from everyone she can. Mia skips her algebra review session with Mr. G to go spend the night at Lily's, where she enjoys typical teenage gossip with Lily and Lily's brother, Michael. When Mia returns home, she and her father agree to a compromise. Mia will remain in New York to finish out her high school career, but will spend summers and winter breaks in Genovia. So there you have it. That is a 
rough synopsis. An excellent of, synopsis. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Of the uh, first third or so of the first book in the Princess Diaries series. I mean, I think I have to say from the get, like, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, we're both biased because we read these before, but Indeed. I think it was a really great intro. Like, you meet basically all the main characters, main players, even though, like, you don't meet Grandmare quite yet, Mm -hmm, get, like, mm -hmm. a sense for her. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you have, like, kind of, well, I guess you have a pretty good interaction with Philippe and kind of see his, Mm -hmm. like... Love Philippe. Yes, we love Philippe. We stand. We stand. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, like, a really fun, like, intro into this world. And we got to get a good sense of me as well. Agreed. So for each section we read, we're going to try to hone in on a central theme. Um, And for this one, we are going to be focusing on the power of information and the notion that ignorance is bliss. Uh, And the primary example of this is going to be the fact that Mia has been living blissfully unaware that she is the heir to a small principality, the heir to the throne of a small principality in Europe completely unaware, living in a fantasy world where the cute senior Josh Richter has a deep, sensitive soul because one time he smiled at her at the grocery (laughs) store. Well, we all know that. I mean, that's how senior boys work. (laughs) She, um, she is, her world is completely turned upside down when she finds out she's a princess. And in theory, she's been a princess her whole life, but now having access to this information turns her world upside down. It is interesting to think about, like, just Mm -hmm. what kind of a reaction you would have. I think her reaction is actually pretty on par. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a bit dramatic. She bursts Mm -hmm. out crying in the middle of the plaza, right? Not great. And then, like, tips a chair over and, you know, runs really fast away to the penguin enclosure. But (laughs) to have 14 years of your life where your parents just lied, Mm -hmm. just lied, completely about like the most important thing about you yes I mean and even if there was a chance where she wouldn't have been princess why didn't she have the right to know that that was a very real possibility I mean agreed that's it's a little screwed up on Helen and Philippe's part I think yes it's and I am very surprised that Grandmare never let it slip I was gonna say the same thing (laughs) okay well also and we'll talk about this or we can talk about it now uh mia missed a whole lot of signs oh my god yes so many i mean (laughs) that she was like for instance having done a fact sheet on genovia and looked at a real picture of her dad yeah (laughs) writing down that her dad with his arthur christophe philippe blah 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 name was the prince like and then also have like a mental note of like oh that's so strange my dad has a very similar name to that yeah, and looks like this guy with no hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it, have you, have, like, you, we, I've seen a picture of your dad when he was younger. You've seen a picture of my dad when he was younger, like, because yes. we know each other. But, like, <laughs> if, <laughs> I'd probably but, like, recognize them. You would recognize them, you know? And if, that's, that's another thing I was thinking about that I think might be, like, a slight oversight on our queen Meg Cabot's part. Mm-hmm. Uh, in theory, Lily has also done this same fact sheet, and I would think that Lily, being as intelligent as she right. is, would have picked up on that. But you know, we don't need to dive into that because yeah, we're we not here. To. We're not here for an ironclad plot. What is we're the here for English 
t- like what is that term that we have the suspension of disbelief is that that's I feel like that's like an AP English term that from high school that I've forgotten clearly yeah um failed but we tests. have a we will allow it well, well I, exactly we'll I mean it. We'll if allow it. we can we can't drive a truck through this plot hole but we could maybe drive like a fiat through it certainly and that's okay fiat. and that's okay we'll allow and the, a fiat they drive through. those in Europe probably in certainly, Genovia certainly in Genovia also um, um just real quick about Genovia the fact that it's only a mile long right it like what <laughs> I don't think she thought that part through I don't think so either like to put in to a perspective of something a place that we both know I live in South Carolina and the place that we go to all the time the beach is Sullivan's Island that's three miles long yeah and there's and that's tiny like I can ride my bike from one end to another in an hour Mm -hmm. like yeah like one mile that's not big enough I feel like you I mean the average person walks a mile in what like 15 minutes yes (laughs) you can walk the entire country in 15 minutes yeah I mean I feel like the palace would be on over a mile of grounds certainly isn't like an airstrip over a mile long or something (laughs) I mean where do they land the planes yes I think that's like I I think that's one thing that might be reoccurring that we will have to just I think it comes up again and it's like different or you know it's one of those things where it's like later maybe Meg Cabot realized that like that don't make sense and changes it a little bit I I don't quite remember but also the citizens don't pay taxes so that's pretty cool Uh, yeah that is very nice well there's probably only 12 of them because it's one mile (laughs) exactly (laughs) they don't even need what would they they pay taxes for yeah they're one road that they walk on for 15 minutes right like I literally paved this myself (laughs) like it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so we don't need to pay taxes it's DIY all the way all of it so let's let's dive in a little bit to speaking as we were about Mia's general naivete. Mm. Uh, she's 14, so you can't fault her too much for uh, having little experience of the world. You also, though, sh- she is very immature. She has a lot of growing up to do. For instance, she didn't, didn't want to write the word testicle in her journal <laughs> when talking about her dad's cancer. Uh, also, In terms of her just being naive, she says, I don't think my mom would let a guy put his (laughs) tongue in her mouth on the first date, which is totally something you think as a 14-year-old. You're like, oh my gosh, my mom would not kiss anyone on the first date. Like, she's not a hoe. Right? That's just what you think when you're 14. And it's precious. It is really cute. It is, yeah. That is a nice, I don't know, it's kind of like a sweet and an all like oh yeah, you don't know heart. like yeah bless you um precious but it is kind of interesting too to think about that in the way of how helen has positioned herself within mm-hmm. dating around mia so true that's a good point so i mean i think and she kind of i don't know if she gets into it in this section i think she might with the how many guys have ever slept I over think that's the, the next section um Okay, well, then we'll just stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll go more in depth. (laughs) But we can cut. We kind of see that it's not Mm -hmm. like Helen is just running around town. She's taking her job as a mom very seriously and as an artist. And she's putting Mia first and not just letting people run through her life. So Mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense that she would be like, what? Of course, my mom wouldn't be kissing a guy. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Helen's definitely presented herself as very like, as like 
Mia's mom first, and yeah. even though she's flighty, and you do see a little bit of that sort of Gilmore Girls positioning of like the mom is flighty and the daughter is the one fishing the bills out of the salad bowl or whatever (laughs) um also interesting to note that Philippe pays all the bills that was I thought that was really interesting yes Um, I made a big note of that because I was like huh like for a multitude of reasons Mm -hmm. I mean now as an adult I would be like okay well once Mia's 18 and out of the house who's going to be paying your rent Helen yeah Um, probably still him he seems to care very deeply for her he does he seems and he's like he's a stand-up guy he's not just gonna abandon her but that is interesting it's interesting too that the place they live not that I'm sure it's very nice Mm -hmm. just because of it's New York everything's expensive Mm mm-hmm but it's interesting that they're not living in a nicer place. Yeah, it's you know painted I mean? as a very, like, um, boho, funky... I mean, it's a loft in Manhattan, so I'm sure it's, like, $100,000 a month rent. But, like... <laughs> Certainly. It, yeah, that's a rough estimate. <laughs> but it's definitely kind of seems like a funky place that, I mean, me is very happy in. Uh, but I think, yeah. you know, you see a lot of the, you know, Philippe is sitting there at 7 a.m. with a suit on in, like, this wacky artist loft is a very, it really shows the difference between right. Helen and Philippe and how Mia is, like, so unlike either of them. <laughs> right, so unlike either. And, like, yeah. al- and also that I guess Helen did have a hand in saying, like, no, we're mm-hmm. going to be normal. Yeah, like, I don't want my child Mia- to be yeah, unless Mia has to know she's a princess, she's not mm-hmm. going to know she's a princess. So we're going to live life like this. And, right. you know, if one day that changes, whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. But I will say that I find it very interesting that, like, Helen, like, we have we have this idea about her. Like, like, obviously, we know her better because we've read the books. But, like, in this first section, we kind of know her as, like, how Mia's presented her, mom first, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But she's also very willing to just let Mia go to Genovia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought well, was weird. It is. That is weird. In that part where Mia is, you know, all upset. She's like, why do you want me to leave? You want to move in with Mr. G and, you know, be without me? It's, I wonder if it's like Helen having, I'm, I mean, you know, Helen's had 14 years to consider this is an right. option. So she may have had time to like resign herself to like, this might be our life. Certainly. Um, which I'm sure it would be very scary. And yeah, again, I don't, I don't totally blame Mia for freaking out. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. For overnight being told you have to move to a different country. Yeah. And rule it. And like, but also I guess funny. I'm not giving Helen enough credit because we also don't know that she wouldn't just hop on a plane and go over yeah, there with her. True. That's- exactly. Good point. That's mm-hmm. not addressed. Um, so Mia has this grass is greener, woe is me mm-hmm. attitude. Um, and she, I think this is interesting. So she says, Lily says, I have an overactive imagine, imagination and a path. Goose, stop. Lily. <laughs> they have opinions. You're talking about princesses. <laughs> Lily says, I have an overactive imagination and a pathological need to invent drama in my life. That is so true. Uh, she is extremely dramatic and. She, I'm, she always does this thing where she's complaining, 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 and then something gets worse, and she's like, everything was fine before, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just this constant, like, I find it so frustrating, because she's like, why is my life so hard, and then something happens, and she's like, my life was easy before this happened, 
<laughs> right. And it, it happens throughout the books, I feel like. I th- yeah, I think she does constantly. She's constantly comparing herself to others, even like as something as innocuous as her appearance, like, or then it gets obviously bigger with her finding out she's a princess. But it is like kind of a constant drama of melodrama of like this is insane like everything is nuts like I can't understand like Mm -hmm. why all this is happening to me and it's like yeah why me yeah which I don't know if we can 14 yeah I was like like, I think that might just be being 14 is that just what life is (laughs) yeah when you're 14 like that's just what it is and yeah I think think so yeah so I guess like as we're gonna go forward which I mean I am having fun because I don't remember everything that happens in the books because I haven't mm-hmm. read them since high school. Right. Um, but I hope that we will see Mia kind of growing out of that and realizing mm-hmm. that there are other ways yes, for her to channel not, that energy. Right. <laughs> everything is not Mia-centric. Uh, yes. But I think that right now in her in her mind, everything is Mia-centric. Like, okay, I, I feel like another example of that is her her kind of anxiety and paranoia around people talking about her. Like, she doesn't want to tell the doctors Moskovitz how she feels about her mom dating Mr. G because she has this scenario in her head where they run into each other and they talk about it. Right. And, and like, thinks Michael's going to tell me. Yeah. Like, place. Like, yeah. It's, she just is very paranoid that people are thinking about her, people are talking about her, like, and I, I remember feeling like that as a teenager. Like you walk up to a group of people and just because they turn to look at you, you're like, oh my God, they were talking about me. Or no, totally. I can't tell someone this because they're going to judge me. It's a very, very 14-year-old mentality yeah. of like just anxiety. It is interesting though that she does have so many people around her who certainly would be there for her to talk to to Mm -hmm. alleviate this anxiety yes exactly for multiple multiple times like the doctors moscovitzes like like they're second parents to her and they're Mm -hmm. like hi how are you like what's up like straightforward how are you feeling about this right and even her mom is asking her how she's straightforward Mm -hmm. she's asking which like it kind of makes sense like you're not gonna tell your parents everything at that time but she has so many people who are like wanting to be there for her and she's just like what no it's fine i'm fine yeah. it's great i'm great <laughs> right she doesn't view it as support she views it as prying, prying yeah mm-hmm. which Completely, i guess yeah. like i mean where this is a 14 year old i'm trying like i kind of i have to keep reminding myself this is a 14 year old so it's like oh, they're trying to help is, you yeah to them <laughs> prying or yes. to them helping is prying <laughs> so um, i guess we're gonna yeah. have to like remember to cut her a tiny bit of slack but only this much. Sometimes. Little teeny tiny. Uh, something I think is weird, but I also think I can semi relate to is her obsession with the size of her breasts. <laughs> she <laughs> is constantly talking about it. Constantly, constantly, constantly talking mm-hmm. about being a 34A or whatever bra I mean, size. I do something have to say, I think maybe one of my favorite quotes from this section was absolutely <laughs> Um, let me, let me get the exact, (laughs) the exact wording of it. Um, (laughs) when Helen goes out with Mr. G and, uh, Mia's trying to stay up late so she can like ask her how it went or whatever. And she's like, oh, I fell asleep, (laughs) but I guess I was, (laughs) I was, um, 
but I guess all that measuring wore me out because she had just spent like presumably an hour yes measuring, measuring the size of her boobs I mean how like long how did weird she spend? it is interesting I mean I guess I we have very different up top situations that's that is factual <laughs> so it's never it. really been a thought Ooh. that I have had much of I mean like I have definitely thought about it. I can certainly tell you that I've never sat there and measured uh, unless I was, like, at a bra store and, like, somebody else was doing it professionally. Like, and also, why on earth was she, she, it wore her out? She did it more than once? Like, I, 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 what? I wonder. I don't know. Like, and that, some of the lines that we have, I'm always, like, I'm trying to give Mia the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, she's serious. She's so funny. She's funny. She's <laughs> so then, funny. Like, at the same time, I'm like, I think this might be serious. Like, mm-hmm. this is a real concern of hers. Like, yes. like, a genuine real concern is, like, why are my boobs so small? This is ridiculous. Like, every other woman in my life has big boobs. Why don't I have big boobs? Lana has big boobs. I don't know if she talks about Lily's, but... Everyone. At some point, she mentions that Lily has a C cup, and I don't remember if it's in this book, but I know it, it comes up okay. at some point. Um, so yeah, I think that it's, no, yeah, absolutely. I, it is, it is very interesting, her obsession with her breasts, like just the constant talking about it. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the note about the quote, just my luck. The only guy who's ever felt me up, not that there's anything to feel was blind. Right. That is so messed up. (laughs) That is entirely upsetting. Yes. I mean, like, it's, I think it shows it's a very much a sign of the times mm-hmm. when this was written, where it was, you know, a joke to feel someone up or whatever to like, mm-hmm. trip, like sign, remember in the last episode of Seinfeld, or not the last episode, but this, they bring it up in the last episode of Seinfeld, where um, Elaine faked like she was tripping so that she could oh, grab Terry Hatcher's boobs. boobs were real yes. yeah like that was like a gag back yeah. in the day and now so it's like, like way not okay yeah well, like you not can't okay but now we know it's not okay right like now we act- <laughs> actively discuss how it's not okay right. to touch a woman without her consent or a man without his consent we don't mm-hmm. touch people without their consent exactly and it's just so concerning to me that mm-hmm. Mia is want not wanting but mm-hmm. like is like oh I can't believe the only guy who wants to touch me is a perv <laughs> <laughs> shocking it's so it's like oh my god Mia no yeah please but I saying Girlfriend. that I mean all of the children I'm working with right now like are in not high children school. teenage children yes teenage children, <laughs> not like the young youths, children the youths, the youths that I'm working with are um they say things sometimes and I'm just like, what are you talking about? That is just insanity. But I think that's just like teenage brain mm-hmm. on hormones is yeah. like, you just can't like separate reality and <laughs> fantasy of like what you think your life should be. Yeah. And, like it's a okay if someone doesn't want to feel you up right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more than okay. <laughs> it's more than okay. It's more than okay. Oh my Speaking god. Speaking of not okay, let's talk about Norman for a minute. Mm-hmm. Lily's stalker. So Lily has a cable access program television. Lily show. tells it like it is. Lily tells it like it is. On which Mia is a producer 
She's um, like a producer, a props person. Yeah, she's something. A lot of things. Um, I think the segment about the Greenwich Greenwich project is hilarious. (laughs) How they say so they say that they're going to run around like one of the I'm not like New York City versed, but like one of the New York City parks. We're falling right into the trap. Anytime somebody asks them where Greenwich is because it's pronounced Greenwich, the tourists pronounce it Greenwich, they're going to run around screaming, and then she says all that'll be left of us at the end is a tiny pile <laughs> of Metro cards, and I just think that's freaking really hilarious. Funny. Yeah. So funny. Uh, so anyway. I think that that honestly reminds me of something that, like, we would think of in high school. Oh, like, yeah, we were so creative <laughs> We would hilarious. definitely have thought of something like that. I mean, we it's literally... It's, like, it's funny. It's, like, genuinely yeah. good satire, right? Yeah, like. I think it's um, great. And but, it is, it's interesting that they have such, like, um, drive, I guess, to do yeah, that. Because they're so young. Agreed. I mean, they're all 14. Mm-hmm. That's really cool that Lily has a TV show. Yes. That, and that her parents are allowing her to do it. And, of course, I mean, if we're going to talk about Norman. Is, it, is Norman there when – is that do – they, don't they get flashed during when they were trying to make that? Or was that a different yeah, I don't think that's Norman, though. That's someone It's not else. Norman, no. It's yeah. just another horrible thing that happens to these yes. children. I think that's <laughs> um, in the next section. I don't think that's in this section. Pause on that. Um, Nobody listen. Um, yes. Yeah, we'll come <laughs> no, back to that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Norman is a foot fetishist, I guess, mm-hmm. who is obsessed with Lily, and Lily torments him on her show by asking him to send her gifts and stuff, and then she does, and, like, with the promise that she's going to show her bare feet <laughs> yeah. on the show, and then she, like, takes her shoes off, but throws a blanket over them, and is like, ha you freak, I took my shoes and, off, yeah. and it's... Which, I think we can agree, being a foot levels. fetishist is fine. Yes, but it's being fine. a foot fetishist we don't kink shame for here. a 14-year-old not fine not fine we do pedophile shame here yes we do strong <laughs> no to this pedophilia. is a hard no <laughs> like, i mean pedophilia you know vibes. and if you don't agree you can write us a letter mm-hmm. but we're not going to change our stance um we're not but it is weird to me that lily despite being like kind of mature for her age and very smart is tormenting someone but i guess mm-hmm. she kind of does that like, and tormenting someone who's clearly unstable. yeah well don't they say that like he went he to bellevue went to bellevue and now he's out and this was another toxic thing mia was like i hope he gets a gun and chases us around with it but he wouldn't <laughs> right? hit us because he has thick glasses yeah. like what in the world mentality is that like not healthy or safe no condone condone <laughs> guns or pedophilia <laughs> right <on his> <laughs> <laughs> or at least them. unsafe gun use right Crazy. exactly but it so, is, yeah, the, yeah i guess it's good that they mention at least that lily's parents are like hey you have to stop tormenting yeah. this guy well lily's I mean, parents are like normal and sane and then lily says she's gonna call the aclu because right. her parents <laughs> yes. won't let her film the show but yeah i think that lily is way too bold and I just think that that's such an unsafe thing to do. It's so scary. She's way overly confident. And I think that that awesome, uh, awesome also is uh, often a trait in highly intelligent people, just super confident. Like, they know they're smarter than yeah. you. Like, Lily, she knows she's... Because mm-hmm. yeah. they're just like, well, I've already, like, measured what I think is going to happen. And you know what? I'm willing to risk it. And he's yeah. like, okay. You're running it's into oncoming traffic, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is so strange. And I can't, I, that was one of the things that I had like a very, um, 
It's like, I can't remember if we get more of Norman. I can't remember if we learn more about him. I don't, I don't think I don't it's think much, we, but I do yeah. think he comes back up. Um, speaking of other little random things in relation mm-hmm. to the Moskovitzes, uh, their maid, whose like son is like a war yeah. criminal or something, and Nia just that, is like mentions it offhand. Yeah, she says, "Omaya, oh, the Moskovitzes' housekeeper." Or I, I don't quite remember what her like official title is, but she says her son is in prison for supporting a revolution in their country. And she's always, like, writing to lo- the local administration to, like, get him out of prison. And that is, like, heavy, heavy, heavy stuff that yeah. she just, like, writes a sentence about in her journal. And just, like, oh, yeah. And also, she's really nice because she gets me the OJ with the Doesn't care. Pole. And is, like, why are my boobs bigger? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and the vegetarian lasagna. Yes, the vegetarian yeah, lasagna. And- like. It's, yeah, that's very interesting. And especially, like, because I don't think we hear much about it after that. Mm-mm. Like, it's just a thing that is mentioned and then, like, Mia continues on with her very privileged yeah. life and doesn't realize and how it, privileged I think, it is. Right. I think it is very telling of Mia's kind of self-involvement because she's so invested in, like, Greenpeace and human rights and – but only in the capacity to which she is interested in them. Like, right. this woman who she knows personally has a very serious, like, human rights problem and Mia's kind of like, <laughs> Like, that's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks for the OJ. Thanks the OJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness, Mia. You big goof. Yeah, she's a she, – I mean, I guess, again, like – she's 14 she's an idiot she's more interested in having a like pin on her backpack that says save the whales Mm -hmm. and like being like look i'm a good person (laughs) like (laughs) done speaking of being a good person a question mark she really seems to not care about her grandmother uh i wrote down this quote when she's talking to Philippe on the phone. I was kind of hoping Grandmere was dead, but I knew it had to be much worse than that i was worried something had happened to fat louis like he'd swallowed another sock (laughs) <laughs> like she doesn't she just doesn't really care if her grandmother is dead in fact she said she, she kind of hopes she is dead and that her cat didn't swallow a sock like right. i just think it's so bizarre her i very mean, it, well i guess it's not that bizarre when you really dive into the relationship but we haven't been introduced to that yet at this point in the book yeah exactly i mean we're more along the lines of like okay all we've heard is that grandma is kind of scary and Mm -hmm. she's kind of rude and i kind of liked this intro where we hear her (laughs) say like oh i hope grandma's dead because that'd be rad i could like get a couple (laughs) days off school maybe (laughs) yeah um vacation yeah like i wonder like i think we're kind of just getting this like really crazy Mm -hmm. like intro into grandma yeah, I agree. I think it was a very interesting introduction of her as, as you know, a major character who we still haven't even met in this yes. first part of the book, yeah. which it makes me think about uh, back in high school in our one of our English classes, we talked when we were reading, I think it was Great Gatsby, we talked about like the power you give a character when you ha- when you talk about them a lot, but don't introduce them. Oh, that's yeah. totally how I felt feel about Gromare is... There, she's heavily discussed, but isn't introduced, and so you know, like this is a really key player, but you don't meet her for a long time. Um, I think, I just yeah. think that's really interesting. Yeah, no, I really liked it, and especially when we do finally meet her, which obviously is in section two. Mm-hmm. It is 
even the lead up to the first like face-to-face intro is very intense and very interesting Mm -hmm. and I kind of Mm -hmm. like that I like the build up Um, I I agree it's really interesting and I think really well done yeah Um, good job Meg yes Meg Meg is as always a queen check that Um, off real quick I want to talk about Ronnie Love Ronnie. Mm. Yes, we love this Ronnie. This is big too. For a book published in the year 2000, Mia has a transgender neighbor. Yes. And she talks about it pretty casually. Like it's very normal to her. Whereas in the year 2000, if one of us had a transgender neighbor, it would be like shocking. Oh, like, yeah. We, we grew up in the South. We didn't we had never probably met a transgender person in at our least teens. not knowingly i barely not. even knew what transgender yeah. meant when i was 14 but now i yeah. think most 14 year olds do know i think it's pretty I mean, common 14 yeah. year olds are super woke now i can't keep super up with them they're woke af hashtag uh free the nip um <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it is really interesting to think about. And I don't remember really thinking much about it when I read it. I was, I don't either. Yeah. It's because I think because it's treated so casually, like it's like, oh, Ronnie used to be Ronald Ronald, or or, yeah, yeah, Ronette is not, no, her name is Ronette, but it used to be Ronald, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. And um, she goes by Ronnie and she's just like, Ronnie has fancy parties. Yeah. like <laughs> It's just like, very yeah, casual. Anyway. And I love that. Yeah. That is very cool. That is very cool. And it mm-hmm. is, I mean, like you said, I don't think I was even thinking about that, but it also was not present in the media. Like this was probably the only media I consumed that even yeah. mentioned anyone trans. Totally. So, good job I again, agree. Meg. Like once Snaps again, should we give Meg. her snaps good job we appreciate you we preach you um Um, okay it is interesting that they are so like pro with all these different kinds of characters and people in like such a young person's life but they do Mm -hmm. kind of become a little negative when it comes to sex positivity or sex negativity to say yes we go from a really progressive introduction of Ronnie to a very sex negative conversation when uh Mia sleeps over at Lily's house and Michael like pops into the room where they're watching movies and they start talking about like oh who would you want to spend Armageddon with (laughs) and uh they're talking we get some beautifully dated references like Buffy and Xena Warrior Princess which I mean Um, I think for me definitely Buffy personally Love I have a shameful announcement. I have never watched that. Oh <laughs> I know it's like amazing and I need God. to. No, I need to it's watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, oh, it is? I, th- I need to check it out. I don't know. I I'm might well be lying. Aware. I know it was on Netflix. I th- I'm pretty sure it still is though. I love um, Sarah Michelle Geller. But did you watch Xena? I hope. No, I've not seen it Why either. But about? I loved her on Parks and Rec. <laughs> She was great on Frank As Ron's wife. I wonder Spoilers. if this is Oops, different because I, like, I had an older brother, so, like, obviously I was watching shows. Like, well, and mm-hmm. also Xena was on um, WWF, not oh, WWE. Wow. Like, yeah, way <laughs> throwback. Um, I think they did, like, a special. I could be totally making that up, but I don't think I am. No one fact check huh. me on that. Um, <laughs> I would like to quickly go through Mia's list of requirements for her to quote put out for Josh. Are we saying Richter oh, yeah. or Richter? The audiobooks say Richter. Oh, I was saying Richter in my okay. head, but that well, I we'll, guess we'll just Richter, say how we Richter want. makes more sense. Let's it's do Richter. Up to us. 
Um, so per Mia's statement to Michael and Lily, in order for her to put out for Josh, she, her, she has three requirements. Number one, they've been dating for at least a year. Number two, he pledges his undying love to her. And number three, he takes her to see Beauty and the Beast on Broadway and doesn't make fun of it. <laughs> I mean, this all sounds pretty reasonable to me. This I mean, sounds, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's attainable. It's definitely attainable. I mean, I think that dating for at least a year when you're 14, that it checks off. I think mm-hmm. I approve of that. That makes sense to me. Um, as an adult, that would be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the the Beast is touring, <laughs> so <laughs> that would be tough for yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, pledging well, that could their be a fun romantic weekend. Obviously. Oh, yeah. See, that yeah. should be a requirement. A fun yeah. romantic weekend in New York City. Y'all did a fun romantic Broadway. weekend in New we York City. Did. Yes, yeah. for... Um, any of our many listeners who don't know, I am wed. <laughs> a married lady. I am an old married lady, and we went to New York several years ago. Oh, no, we went once recently, too, to visit a friend. But several years ago, we went and saw Lion King, and it was amazing. Oh, you didn't? I couldn't remember what y'all saw. <laughs> uh, my, also, you can probably hear my three-legged dog, like, hobbling around. She just ran into the table. She's headed back <laughs> out. Um, so, anyway, uh, also an interesting, very negative quote. Let me see. Here it is. Oh, is it the Dr. Moskovitz that's over 40 and yes. single group, which meets every other Tuesday? Mia like- says, <laughs> this is this is interesting too, and I can definitely like speak about my opinions on this as a teenager. Losing your virginity is a really big step, and you have to do it with the right person, or else you could be screwed up for the rest of your life, like the women in Dr. Moskovitz's over 40 and still single group, with which meets every other Tuesday. <laughs> so this is like scary propaganda (laughs) to like scare kids out of intercourse uh and I totally 100% felt this way when I was 14 years old I was like oh my god I'm I don't want to end up like one of those over 40 and still single people (laughs) I don't know if I had the exact thought or well I don't know if I had the exact thoughts, but I know I was like very, I, I don't know. I had like, cause I had very like different connotations, especially for like being raised in a pretty religious household. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely distinctly remember part of my confirmation was that I would have to like talk about like three different subjects with my parents and it was like mm-hmm. sex drugs and rock and roll basically <laughs> <laughs> and rock i and roll at church <laughs> yes exactly um they're not pro guitar at the church um <laughs> but it was like definitely discussion we were having mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like okay i guess that seems reasonable even though you and dad live together like you're claiming <laughs> you didn't have sex yeah, but here we very, are <laughs> yeah there's definitely like a mentality that's sort of bombarded at you from every angle about well, and like, I I wonder I feel like this has changed since we were like girls. yeah I think this has changed since we were kids I think this is I, like I think so too of, like you can't have sex you'll be ruined yeah I think that the, there's good. probably less of that in like the based on what I see of the youths on TikTok uh, <laughs> I feel like there's much more like progressive attitudes and like sex positive attitudes yes. um also speaking of uh interesting advice 
This book gives terrible advice when Lily says that she would ask Josh to wear three condoms. And yes. I sort of think she means that advice. <laughs> yes, I know. I think you're exactly right. That That's is bad little... advice, kids. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> like, it would, that would be so, and then have, like, like what? what? Bathing in, beforehand an antibacterial solution, wearing three condoms coated in spermicidal fluid during the act in case one yeah. person slipped off. Yikes. Well, with also on, like pre- that is how that is how that happens. In fact, like that is that in is, fact dangerous. Yeah, that seems like a terrible idea. Um, also, haven't they said recently that antibacterial soap is like we're not using that anymore? Like it's bad. You need regular not? soap. Well, I mean, I, I think you're supposed to use it sparingly. I think you yeah. are meant to be washing your hands with real antibacterial soap. But, but not- there's a difference between soap and antibacterial soap because soap like washes the germs off your hands and antibacterial soap like kills them. Oh. It's like a thing. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about and I, I should mean, really not. I am a doctor, so I can definitely speak on this. Um. <laughs> Dr. Francis here to talk to you about soap use. <laughs> yeah. um, also in this scene, we do get sort of our first glimpse of Mia being interested in Michael, which is honestly pretty sparse in this first book. I thought it, I remembered it being much heavier. Yeah. But, like, at the very end of this section, she says, I'd never want Lily to know I feel that way about her brother. She'd think it was weird. So, like, this is right after she said, like, oh, Michael's cute. I might want to spend the end of the world with him. Like, he looks nice without a shirt on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is that, but, like, the, I like chest hair, I think. Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's sort of, um, you don't get a whole lot of, oh, I'm so in love with Michael in this first book. Yeah, it is interesting. And I, I think this first book is really, well, obviously, I mean, like, we read it and who has chemistry and blah, 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 blah. So I'm mm-hmm. sure she got some feedback and everyone was like, obviously, like, you need to make her love Michael right now. Because um, <laughs> that's <laughs> right the best. Now. But also, I think this we kind of are seeing her kind of realize she has feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's so hung up on Josh. I think she's not focusing on what's something in interesting in front yeah. of her. Yeah, because she has this again very ignorant notion that Josh is this deep, sensitive guy who she's like <laughs> right. madly in love with, and it's just living although in a I do world. love what she talks about with Josh. Like, it's, there's a great quote, like, early, early on, and she's like, supposing Josh Richard starts sexually harassing me someday, I wish. (laughs) I (laughs) wish. And I don't notice. God, I'm so stupid sometimes. Yeah. And that's when she's talking about Michael. Yeah, Michael's flirting with notice that he was Mm -hmm. sexually harassing you. And it is funny that Lily calls it sexually harassing instead of flirting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, A little awkward. Yeah. And it is, it does seem to me though that if we had this book from lily's perspective mm-hmm. she would from like age five be like it's so stupid that michael and mia don't realize they love each other yeah <laughs> you know? yeah i agree lily's very perceptive of it um i think that we should kick off our favorite lines quote with a dramatic reading <laughs> i i totally agree our, our favorite lines portion uh okay with the Philippe tells Mia she's the princess, which okay. uh, also, just as a, a little aside, our episode titles are all going to be pull quotes from the section that we read, and this one's title, What a Princess Me, 
comes from the section titled later on thursday penguin house central park zoo <laughs> okay um and so you, you are we we're gonna starting with you're not yes okay so francis is gonna read basically every character and i'm gonna read mia <laughs> no pressure whatsoever no wait are you gonna be reading the um the in-betweens yeah i'll read the like thoughts okay or her journal notes. You're not Mia Thermopolis anymore, honey, <laughs> he said. <laughs> because I was born out of wedlock and my mom doesn't believe in what she calls the cult of the patriarchy, she gave me her last name instead of my dad's. I raised my head at that. I'm not, I said, blinking a few times. Then who am I? And he went kind of sadly. You're Amelia Mionet? <laughs> Grimaldi Thermopolis? Ronaldo, princess of Genovia. Okay. What? A princess? Me? Yeah, right. <laughs> and thus concludes our I mean, like, reading. that was amazing. I think <laughs> that we, we did really a great have... job, both of us. Um, I think that we belong on the silver screen. I saying. absolutely agree. Um, so Mia then goes on to have full-blown meltdown. Uh, I thought the part about her getting the hiccups was kind of funny. How she said, "I did too." I got I've... bad hiccups, and she says, "This only happens when I drink something hot and then eat bread." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, what the hell? How many times has this happened specifically? Then yeah, I don't um, know if I've ever like drank something hot and then ate bread. I guess if you count coffee, I don't know. I guess yeah, Super random. Uh, so anyway. Let's let's dive into some of our favorite uh, lines from that section. Obviously, okay. that dramatic reading was kind of the crux of the the section. That was the yes. most important. But there are some. I think Meg Cabot is really funny. Like she I has some really really funny lines in here. That uh, oh, yeah, she's incredibly funny. I definitely love like her emphasis and mm -hmm. the way that she kind of presents all these characters. She's really good about like making them feel real and making like the dialogue feel actually mm -hmm. like something people would say like having like I having agree. people say like and um and whatever mm -hmm. all the time like i mean i do that all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> um do you Same. want to go first or do you want i'll go first with uh i have a couple of favorites um okay I c i've already sort of mentioned a few of them but uh when we meet lana weinberger uh mm -hmm. She is a total B. <laughs> she, she's tormenting Mia about something or other. <laughs> Mia writes in her journal. This just goes to show how sort of out of touch Mia is. She <laughs> says, how come nice people like Princess Diana get killed in car wrecks, but mean people like Lana never do? <laughs> I forgot about that. What yes, the hell? That's insane. That's such a like, weird literally thing wishing to death. Think on yeah and like like those things are equivalent <laughs> like yeah. how come nice people like princess die get murdered but me people like lana doubt <laughs> it's also, so dumb like, i mean super side note nation over here uh i think it's really interesting they talk about princess die getting murdered all the time yeah princess Hot die comes for up 2000. a <laughs> yeah well that went well that happened to what 97 97 so yeah still so kind of three fresh years. Yeah, yeah and we're talking about you know royalty so it's relatable i guess yeah, I, I don't so. do you remember when she died i don't really remember all i remember uh, about it is that beanie be beanie baby oh no i don't i don't remember the beanie baby i vaguely remember <gasps> watching the the boys uh walk like with her um 
with her coffin down the street and it was really sad and they like had put greeting cards sorry we brought it down we brought it down (laughs) Uh, but yeah they had put like uh cards that they had written to her on her coffin um Yeah, it was really, really sad because they were super young. They were, I think yeah. Will was only like 15 or something. Maybe. I I just don't, we were so young. Like we were what, like six or five, seven? Yeah. yeah. And it was, so I don't really remember it happening. Everybody tells my mom she looks like Princess Di. I know, totally I was just does. thinking about it. Like, every time I think about it, I think about you. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> yeah, M-O-M definitely Shout out looks. to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. Um, I think- another funny line I enjoyed. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! Please continue. I'm. Um, I think that I'm sure you noted this one as well. Mom's been depressed ever since her last boyfriend turned out to be a Republican. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm struggling so hard. <laughs> Frances was derobing and did not have her headphones on. I'll read it again because it Thank was you. just a really good reading. Mom's been depressed ever since her last boyfriend <laughs> turned out to be a Republican. I mean, like, truly, though. Like, so funny. Wait. Especially in the South. Like, you can't. There's They're no everywhere. one. To, there's- <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere in the South. It's just funny. I'm sure in New York, it's pretty uncommon to have a boyfriend be a Republican. So, uh, sure And he is mentioned you in are, Section though. 2, which we will discuss. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is. I forgot about that. Um. Yeah. No, I love that line. It's and I <laughs> I think it it does lend uh though to the idea that perhaps Mia comes by her dramatic tendencies very naturally. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. Yes, true. Let's see. Do you have any I really only have like one other I, favorite line. I have a couple that are just kind of throwaways that I just thought were like just an interesting um Meg Cabot being funny mm-hmm. <laughs> when she's talking about Fat Louie eating the sock and she's like Fat Louie walked around with a funny look on his face or like he walked around with a funny look on his face for a month Fat Louie I mean not the vet <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah those little like throwaways are funny yeah. or even like how rude Philippe after Mia like comes downstairs has done her hair all like she's like my hair looks pretty good mm-hmm. I did some stuff I put some mousse and she comes downstairs and her dad's like what's wrong with your hair <laughs> and yeah, and Helen's like nothing. <laughs> nothing is wrong with it. It looks yeah. fine. Like my me. um my other favorite line is when she's talking about her requirements to put out for Josh Richter. One of them is going to Beauty and the Beast and not making fun of it. And Michael says like, oh, that's impossible. Like you, yeah. any, no man is going to go to Beauty and the Beast and not make fun of it. And um, <laughs> Mia says, but he's wrong because my dad definitely has testosterone, at least one testicle full, and he's never projectile vomited at the show. Because Michael says, if you have testosterone, you're going to vomit when you go watch Beauty and the Beast. And I just thought it was funny that that was her, like, reaction <laughs> like, to no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> like, my dad understand. has a whole testicle full of testosterone. <laughs> he loves Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, I definitely loved, like, literally page one two lines five lines and i think it's like everybody doesn't already think i'm a freak yes which was so perfect because of course callback to the amazing film that was snubbed unfortunately by the oscars um for <laughs> but was still amazing she just i literally sorry <laughs> no, i'm thinking about it now in hathaway <laughs> amazing performance like everybody doesn't think i'm enough of a freak already let's add a tiara you're talking oh i thought you were talking about a movie called freak i was like i don't know this movie (laughs) i don't know this movie no yeah it's starring in hathaway and julie andrews um very similar plot but different 
Um, similar in some ways. <laughs> um, I do like a few different things also that, um, I don't know, I guess just her, uh, <laughs> her way with words. It's very much toward the end when Mia's like, uh, or when Philippe tells Mia she has to take princess lessons or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, I don't know what she's going to do about it. She's not here. And she says, oh, oh, that's all right. Or he says, oh, that's all right. Grandma, Grandma will take care of that. And she's like, yeah, right. What can she do? She's in France. Ha, ha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> She's in France. Um, but it, it's just yeah. a nice little. It's a nice little build up of uh, of oh, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't count your chickens. <laughs> Agreed. Um, would you like to dive into some dated pop culture references? I would so love to. I've been waiting for this. This is my time <laughs> to shine. We've mentioned um, a couple. Um, I would love to quickly go over Mia's list of hottest guys. Yes. Or I'm sorry, Lily's list of hottest guys for which Mia provides commentary. Yeah, absolutely. So Um, we've got, obviously, first Josh. Which, I mean, I guess, can we, do we want to do it in the context of uh, the kid who played him? Eric Von Detten. Yes, Eric Von (laughs) Detten. I couldn't remember what it is. Agreed. He is very good looking. I think he, yeah, I think he's attractive. I I mean, he's not, eh, I think he's fine. Uh, yeah, he's very preppy looking. Yeah, um, which is not totally my type. Second, we get Boris Polkowski, which <laughs> Mia refutes aggressively, and we will circle back to that. Uh, Boris, we don't know what he actually looks like. I get, well, if <laughs> well, we're going to we do a, the same and do it like the movie, that guy's really he, hot. Is is that is he the guy with the sweater in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, like he, is, do they even call him Boris? I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Good looking. But um, he's, I mean, you know, it's Hollywood, so they're, uh, their yeah. geeks are hot. So here's where we get into our very dated references. Daniel Day-Lewis, Prince William, Leonardo DiCaprio, one of their teachers, Mr. Wheaton, uh, the guy on the jeans billboard in Times Square, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman's boyfriend, and Joshua Bell, the violinist. But yeah, very dated list. Very dated Prince William and Leo are definitely looking 20 years older at this point. Oh, certainly. Certainly, certainly. I mean, I don't think Leo was that good looking when he was supposed to have been that good looking. But certainly not now. You did? Um, Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. My man. Like (laughs) in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. (laughs) That made me so much. Um, (laughs) It's the worst movie. Shout out to my friend. Gibson, if you're listening to this, she knows how much I hate it. <laughs> um, a couple other things. She calls Lars and her dad, she bo- she refers to them both as Baldwins. Is that love. in reference to, like, Alec and his ilk? Yes. <laughs> or is that something also, else? No, it absolutely is. And I think you will remember as well that this is said in Clueless. I mean, oh, Josh is kind of a Baldwin. Oh, you're right. Okay, I, yeah, is, so I love this reference because obviously Clueless is the greatest film ever made. It is um, amazing. And I, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's the Baldwins. And I guess like back in the 90s when they, when more than just Alec was relevant, they mm. were like this brood of handsome men that were mm. all related and they became like a pop culture reference, which is interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, but I, I had a couple... Mm-hmm. That I re- like, we've already talked about Xena and Buffy, mm-hmm. of course. But later on, on that same page, when she asks if 
she asks, I can't remember who she's, it's, oh, oh my God, I just turned to it. I'm a witch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Then Lily asks Michael who he would would choose if he had to, me or Lana. And he says, Mia, of course. Um, But he didn't want to diss me to my face. Yes. Diss. What a diss. (laughs) I asked one of, I asked someone about it and I was like, oh my God, diss is not relevant anymore, is it? I can't remember. I I was told the new word and I, now I can't remember, but it's, you know, not relevant for me or you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to, I used to also work with teenagers and they spoke a different language. I don't, half the time I'm just like, they... I can't even. It's I have a scary. new game at work and it has like a 657 or something attached to it. And apparently there's an old man on Instagram. I don't know. Um, what? <laughs> dude, I can't even tell you. Half the time they say things to me and I'm just like, I, okay. Sure. Sure, sweetie. Great. You want a hard candy? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some Werther's originals. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, like, I can't. She does talk about wearing overalls, which is kind of dated, but also they're back. Yeah. So, sort of like, like coming are, back, yeah. Yeah, they're coming back now. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But <laughs> but I think they're like the little ones, like we have Dis, we have Mia calling her mom on a payphone. Mm-hmm. What's that? Totally crazy. <laughs> what in the yeah. world? I wouldn't even know how to use one of those. Um, and she calls her dad's. There's a coin shortage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a coin shortage. We have to be careful. But she calls her dad's. Uh, he has a cellular phone. A cellular. Oh, a cellular phone crazy which was really interesting. she also says that he's like captain picard from star trek oh, i sorry. was wondering is that uh that's not a dated reference anymore because we do have the new ones with for that jj yeah so directed. i guess it technically doesn't count i feel like star trek is yeah. timeless but i don't know i'm kind of a nerd in that way like i feel like it's relevant but i don't know I've, i feel like it 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 warrants note but it's not necessarily dated because people's with star trek is like still being produced i think um i think you're oh yeah it is they also yeah oh i I, i'm ashamed to say i'm like not i think there isn't an entirely new i'm sorry anyone if you know instagram us let us know (laughs) let us know on instagram what's happening in the world of star trek on it am i making that up i don't think i am (laughs) that's a cool name um yeah she's the greatest um but well Um, i guess if we want to circle back to baldwin's another description of helen is my mom could be a total betty when she puts her mind to it i noted that too what is so they what also does that say mean? that in clueless oh because um, she says my mom's a total betty and i thought it was a reference to betty davis like betty davis eyes that amazing oh. song however i looked it up and according to google it's betty rubble from the flintstones oh I know. I, and I, I mean, like, I guess she's hot. <laughs> I know. It was super, I would not have guessed that. Super, super huh. strange. I was not at all prepared for that answer, but that is day. what Google has told me, and so we must believe it, because Google knows all. Mm-hmm. Um, Google knows everything. Everything. Um, I think definitely, for me, the most interesting one, and definitely the thing I put the most um, effort into looking up, was when Mia runs away and she goes to the penguin exhibit um, and she mm-hmm. comes home and she's like, I'm, I didn't mean to pull a Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. that is so weird. I don't understand what that means. Um, and I was trying, like, I had a vague reference because there was this show called Party of Five. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, I don't, we It was young. a little bit, yeah, we were yeah, a little we were bit too young. young for it, but I have seen like a few episodes and I know what it is. And so, the guy from Lost on it. 
Oh gosh, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Irrelevant. Um, But so Jennifer Love Hewitt on season two, she starred as a um, character called Sarah Zamora Reeves Marin. She dated Bailey. For anyone who knows what that is, that's who she dated. (laughs) Um, So she was on the show for like five seasons. She did really well. And like on the show, she finds out that she's adopted. And within that, she decides to run away. And then they made a new show starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, who had run away to New York City, called Time of Your Life in 1999. It only lasted like eight episodes before it got canceled. Wow. I know. That's a very specific reference. It so is very I specific. don't think when she wrote this, it had been canceled yet. Um, Maybe. <laughs> and because they thought it was going to be do really well, and then yeah. it just ended up flopping. It was just um, bad. Interesting. Yeah. So what I. Fun, what a fun reference. Yeah, fun little bit of trivia for that. Thank you and, for that. I mean, the only other little things that were like the show pop-up video she talks about mm-hmm. being on in the background, um, them using AIM to mm-hmm. communicate, which I yes, definitely we get a lot that. of messaging. Yes. They also compare Harrison Ford and George Clooney, and then they call Leo Passe, which I just thought was funny. Yeah. In, like, the, you know, in the year 2000. What is he like, now? Is he, I mean, yeah, now, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, I guess he had a comeback if he was passe then. I suppose, yeah. I mean, I guess he was like a child actor, so he did kind yeah. of have to navigate that line. Mm-hmm. I did kind of, I did love the mention of the landlines not working yes. while Michael was working on his zine. Yeah, dial um, up when you couldn't. I remember that when you couldn't, oh, yeah. co- you couldn't like, call somebody because they were on the internet (laughs) 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 or when someone like picked up the phone when you were on the internet and like messed up a download or whatever which like I was like what were we even doing like in 2000 we were like nine or eight Oh my so gosh, like, I had this Barbie computer game I played where I would design clothes and my mom would get mad when I wanted to print them in color (laughs) (laughs) I printed Barbie clothes on paper that's what I was doing Oh, wait, I I do have one of my quotes does circle back to, (laughs) I really love Mia's description of her dad. My dad actually has a lot in common with Captain Picard. You know, he's white and bald and has to rule over a small populace. (laughs) It's so applicable. It is so applicable. (laughs) That is really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which I do, I mean, there, there are a lot of really fun pop culture references in this lovely book and it is mm-hmm. really fun to like kind of it get is through them and see them I will say that there is a, a lot of there's quite a few references to the Trump family mm-hmm. which is like right now a little traumatic but it'll be okay yes, like Ivana they, Trump was there or not mm-hmm. there back when they were Ivana just like wasn't there like socialite rich people yeah when Pre- they were just yeah politicization um yeah also, does that conclude our quotes? I think so. I don't have. I feel I like that was more. not our quotes. Our sorry, our dated references. Um, also, ter- in terms of dated things, a couple of things we talked about regarding social norms, like uh, Ronnie. Yes, which was kind of exciting for a book in two thousand to feature a transgender character. Certainly, uh, the guy feeling her up. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah is really gross uh and then also her using the term mentally retarded which 
is very 2000s. Yes, very 2000s. And also, like, even reading it, I, like, got a cringe. I was like, yeah, like, like mm, how do we say yeah, that? Like, yeah, oh, no. yikes. But that was say before there really else. was a, I think, before the, like, before there were people other than, like, people who were like, well, I have a family member who, mm-hmm. like, that was before people were actually being like, hey, let's treat Yeah, like it's people. like how people <laughs> used to say, like, that's gay. Oh, my God, that's, yeah. People used, that's retarded in the same yeah. sense. I, I don't even like saying it in I this know, context. Right? It yeah. feels really cringy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it feels so wrong. But yeah. it is, like, it was very much an early 2000s mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Um. <laughs> speaking of early 2000s we should talk about the bullying oh, uh, yes. <laughs> because bullying I don't know I like to hope that bullying is not now what it was then um but <laughs> Mia Lana is so mean to her she is calling her teachers her too like yeah. why aren't yeah like she said that in front of Mr. G mm-hmm. and Mr. Telling- G was just like anyway yeah, and telling her equations. to wear band-aids instead of a bra. Like, ugh, <laughs> inappropriate so on so many levels. Yeah. Not so okay. Like, why are you looking down me a shirt? One, like Gross. two, rude. Very um, rude. Yeah, mm-hmm. freak is such an early 2000s insult too, mm-hmm. which I really, I enjoyed that. I thought that yes. was fun to have like. And like, so that is why this section we will be crowning this section's biggest bully, Lana Weinberger. Insert bully noise here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Lana absolutely deserves it. Lana. Lana? They say Lana in the audiobooks, so that's why I say it that way in my brain. Lana. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, she absolutely has earned the dickhead crown of the week. Um, (laughs) Exactly. but I'm of course we can't talk about bullying without talking about poor Boris Pelkowski. Boris Pelkowski. Okay, so we're gonna call this segment the roast of Boris Pelkowski. <laughs> and this segment came to be because in my reread of these books, I noticed <laughs> that pretty much any time this poor kid is brought up, Mia just talks <laughs> massive shit about him. She always has something nasty to say. Uh, so we noted, let's see, in this section, it looks like there were only it two or so three bad. mentions. Yeah. Almost always about the sweater. The sweater yes. tucked into the pants is Mia's biggest hot button. She brings it up twice. She, she's very triggered by it. She hates it. She she's hates it so much. Like, she just thinks he's a freak. And it. I, I'll, we'll talk about it more as the books progress. Yeah. But I think it just is this what do they call it? A confirmation, not a confirmation bias, but like when your first experience with something is the opinion (laughs) you have about it for the end of time. That is Mia with Boris. Yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. (laughs) I I will say, I mean, I guess tucking a sweater into pants, not cool. Very strange. Don't like it. I guess it's weird, but like, I wouldn't be like viscerally upset. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's like mad. She's mad. Mad. She's big mad about it. Oh, huh. <laughs> They're so cute. Uh, and uh, also, they lock him in the closet because they don't want to have to listen to his, his violin. <laughs> he, he only plays the same song, though, right? Like, that's like he's only playing like this one song or this one person's music and so they're like this is annoying i think because they mention when yeah, he changes think songs that, later right i think he he yeah routinely practices something i guess until he like masters it which like it makes really sense because that's what musicians do 
So yes. I guess we can't really fault him for that. Can't fault him. Probably um, shouldn't put him in the closet. Uh, not very nice. Uncool. Thumbs down. Not nice. Thumbs down. Sorry, we don't Boris. appreciate it. We don't like Boris. it. <laughs> uh, so as we're wrapping up, we're going to be crowning. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Boris? No, I don't think so. I think we're good. I, I mean, I do. I feel a little bad for him, but also don't tuck your sweater into your pants, dude. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, well, don't let's, be a communist. Let's hope it. <laughs> Don't tuck your sweater in your pants and don't be a freaking commie. Uh, Let's hope that Boris grows as we grow. Mm, Yes. Um, So at the end of each pod, Princess Pod, we're going to crown a royal loser and a crowned winner of the section we've read. And this section I thought was kind of hard. It felt like it was hard to pick a winner. (laughs) Yeah, because it is, yeah. Because nothing really goes, I mean, it's the beginning of the book. You got to set up the plot. Like, obviously things are going to go poorly. Uh, I think the loser is Mia. She, (laughs) for the reasons of, uh, she has little ability to advocate for herself. She shows a lot of immaturity (laughs) and, uh, she just kind of spirals after the princess thing, which I get it. She's 14, but I also still think that warrants her a royal loser. Yeah. <laughs> <for this section. laughs> I think I agree with that. I can't think of someone who kind of is more of a loser in this yeah. section, to it's be honest. Bad. Yeah, she is. Um, she makes some like not great decisions and mm-hmm. not are yeah are not she has poor reactions i should say it's not like she decided to be the princess but she does not react right. well to the news of this no which we talked about earlier like kind right. of fair but yeah. also um like have your reaction and then circle back to like sanity but she like you know ditches algebra runs away to lily's house doesn't talk to her parents it's like not good right and then on the flip side hard to pick a winner uh, but I'm going to vote for Helen Thermopolis for several reasons. Obviously, we learned she's a total Betty. She's smoking hot. She's looking good. She's feeling fresh. <laughs> she, she's going out with a nice guy. Like, Mr. G genuinely seems like a sweet, good dude. He does. He and does. she has a kid with a prince. She's set for life. She's got all her bills paid. That's true. She did, she did well. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I was going to say, I was going to pick someone else, but I think you've- Oh, wait. Who are you going to pick? Well, I was I was actually going to pick Mr. G. <laughs> That's also a good one, though. Yeah, I was going to pick Mr. G because, well, okay, first of all, I have to say, Mr. G, we love him. He's super sweet. He's super nice. He is, like, very supportive of Mia, even. I mean, it is highly inappropriate that he asked her mother out. <laughs> highly inappropriate. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe she asked him out. We don't know. No, it says he asked her out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but well, you know what though? I think, I think this might add to why I think Mr. G is the winner because it says, uh, he like me is failing. So mom has to come in for a meeting mm-hmm. and then he sees Helen and he's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it's good. It's about to go down. Ooh. It's about to go down. I got to follow my instincts here and I have to ask this woman out. So, I mean, highly inappropriate, but he sees something that he wants and he goes for it mm-hmm. with consent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. Now I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to change my vote. I, I think you've convinced me. Oh, what? <laughs> I feel like, or maybe but we you just changed call, my we mind. <laughs> maybe we crowd, they're both winners. Helen and Mr. Okay. G are dual episode winners. Okay. 
sweet. Love it. I like this. Awesome. I'm glad we could finally agree on something. No, it's um, so tough. <laughs> well, this was fun. This was fun. I feel like, all right. So this was episode one. Everyone. This was episode um, one. I Let's, like, um, this is wild. Um, this is crazy. We're doing a podcast. We're, we're pod people. This is real. We are real pod people. That is another dated reference. Um, so if, well, if I yeah, think maybe. with <laughs> ending for this would just be like, I guess, let us know how you feel about everything. <laughs> do you love us or do you just like us? Those um, are your two options. <laughs> only two options. Yeah. Only two. If, if you feel like you want us to talk about something else, please go ahead and send us questions because yes. we'll do some Q&As. Uh, Q&A yes. episodes where we can go backward and kind of explore some subjects that maybe mm-hmm. y'all think we should have been talking about that we mm-hmm. didn't give enough time to. Totally. Um, and you can actually leave us a message, like a voice message or a something message on our anchor account, a n c h o r dot f m. Yep, you can leave messages. Um, you can actually find links to all of our streaming platforms anchor included on our website thepodcastdiaries.com so don't forget the the thepodcastdiaries.com uh you can also message us on facebook instagram and twitter uh you can search the podcast diaries if you that might be the easiest way to find us also i had to um we have a little bit different handles on everything because some jerks took our handles so (laughs) our instagram is thepodcastdiary1 (laughs) So that's fun. Um, our Twitter handle is the podcast diary, singular. And on Facebook, we're the podcast diaries. Our Gmail, if you want to email us, is the podcast diary at gmail.com. So, but really just go to the website because all the links are yeah. there. You'll it's be able that, to see both of us in all of our high school glory as well. <laughs> yeah, which learn more about us lovely. on our website. Um, and just a quick uh, review. Our first review of our yes, trailer. Yes, our first review. From, totally uh, unbiased. Definitely not from my mom. Uh, <laughs> she noted that this was her exact quote That's not trailer trash. That is a trailer triumph. <laughs> and that's a glowing review if I've ever heard one. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to MOM. I mean, we love it. And just in case anyone yes. is confused about why I'm saying that, she is my other mother. M-O-M. How so is that? thank you. <laughs> so precious. So, um, yeah. I so think... if you like us or love us, go ahead and give us five stars. On Again, all only options platforms. if you don't like us, mm-hmm. do not contact us. <laughs> do not reach out. Uh, we do not we appreciate it if you still listen. Just don't reach out. Yeah, just don't, don't re- rate listen. And review. Yeah. Um, no, we're trying to build a family. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and leave us a, uh, five stars. Subscribe mm-hmm. if you would like to, but also if you, even if you don't want to. It'd still be great if you did. <laughs> it would be great if you did. It'd be great if you did. What are you, what's it going to hurt? It's not going to do it. Just click just, the button. Just click. All right. I think. So our next section we're <laughs> yes. reading begins Sunday, October 5 is the section through uh, the section titled More Wednesday. We will be stopping at the section titled Thursday, October 16th, Homeroom. Yeah, so don't read that. <laughs> don't read that. <laughs> if you part. want to read along, yeah, and please feel free to read along. It would be we so would much fun. It. it would be so much um, fun. Send us your cues, and we'll give you some A's. We will. Alrighty, a royal wave <laughs> and goodbye to you. Bye to you. <laughs> <laughs>